Oh, trendsetters, welcome to episode 599 of the Transmove podcast. My name is Timek, and if you have a question for the show, jump on through to the website, transmove.com. And if you hurry, you could be episode 600, because I'm, I'm sitting back waiting for episode 600 question to pop on through. If Or you can just send me through an email with, you know, to be episode 600 to tim at transmove.com. Uh, follow my training at coronavirus.com. Sorry, I was just reading a text message as, as I was saying all that. Now, um, this is about the time I start, you know, tell a bit of a story about what's going on in my life. But Armin, who I've been coaching for a while, sent me through in just a, f- a fun podcast question. And I think it, it was inspired, and I, I could be wrong, but I'm thinking it was inspired by... Um, a recent episode by um, How Do They Train. Now, this is a podcast that I've um, I highly recommend people going uh, going and listen to. Um, How Do They Train? It's really really good. But this last week he put an episode in his private um, podcast group um, under, under Patreon, so you have to pay to listen to it. Um, the greatest of all times, and. I'm generally I generally listen to all his stuff, but he did it with that um, Talbot bloke, and I'm just not a fan of him. Um, so I haven't listened to it at all, and I'm probably not going to listen to it to be honest. Uh, I, I I used to listen to the Talbot's podcast. I, I got like six episodes in, um, like Triathlon News or something like that. It's called, and I just found him so negative. The other people that are in the podcast were good, but he was just so negative, which is bizarre because I'm being negative on him at the moment. So, but he he does a great job with videos. Um, you know, he probably should stick. To, in my opinion, he probably should stick to you know standing behind a camera, following Lionel Sanders around because he does a great job at that. But yeah, just a bit too negative for my liking. So I I didn't listen to it. I probably won't listen to it because I've got so many podcasts backlogged that I want to listen to. So. But I, I think it was inspired by this. But Armin writes, um, basically wants to know my favourite male female. Um, who were my favourites? Um, who were the who's the greatest um, triathletes of across all distances? And who's the greatest Ironman ever and these are fun questions especially the greatest Ironman ever because this is a question I think about all the time now as for who are my favourites um, I Jan would have to be my absolute all time favourite he, he, he's, he's just so if you were to describe what the best would look like um with every, you know from across the board with the the way the way that person looks the way the person swims the way the person you know, technically right across the board through to um business branding through to everything he, he would be the the definition wouldn't he you know, I, I've 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 often thought you you could just he should be stuck in a modern museum just to run on a treadmill because he looks a beautiful running um and uh, for female um uh, i'm probably chrissy wellington's my favorite but though she's not exactly active oh cool clearly not active anymore um the active uh, probably probably lucy charles would have to be my favorite at the moment um uh, the greatest of all distances. Now I'm gonna. Have to, oh, I'm probably not the best person to answer answer the, um, the greatest triathletes 
to have done all distances purely because it, I I sh- I don't follow shorter distances that that much, and it's really only been in the last year I've really started focusing on watching shorter distances races, and that's purely because my son watches it a lot, and. Um, so that's probably not the question um, suitable. I, I I wouldn't know the history of sh- of Olympic distances and sprints and all that well enough to give an informative answer on that. But Ironman, the greatest of all time. Now this is something I think about all the time. What and the way I you know because people talk about Jan being the goat or um, the, you know Christian Blumenfeld's going to be the goat and and. To my opinion, the way the way I I think about it all is if you you know you start um, from the beginning you know when we you know back in the early days there were the big four um, you know big four was oh, let's see if I can remember Mark Allen Scott Molina Dave Scott and Scott Tinley they had the, they had the big four and in my opinion it should have been called the big five because Mike Pig. Um, they, they, they were the five that were just dominating everything, and they, and they would chop and change between short courses and um, long distance Ironman, and then you you progress from there, and then you you and you, but going back to the big four, if you walk around and ask people today who the you know who the big four is um, in triathlon, they, they'll be thinking you're talking about um, a caravan park. Yeah, I, I, in Australia, there you know, there's caravan parks around the country called the Big Four. I, I don't know if they're a, if it's a worldwide franchise or not, but that's, they they wouldn't know who the Big Four is. Um, and then and then you progress from there, and you you got you know you're having this conversation on who you know the greatest the greatest of all time. Well, you got to chuck Peter Reed in that conversation. Chris McCormack, you can probably stick in the conversation. Then you move on to Craig Alexander, and then from Craig from Crowley, you've got um, you know Jan Frodeno and now the t- the two the two Norwegians, and so you start thinking about you know and you could we you could add certain other people into that list now if you grab all these people and you and put them in their 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 prime and they're and they're on the same type of equipment the same quality of equipment let's call it you know the same everything we've got these days they've got access to the same coaching staff they're all the same age groups um, they're all, you know, access to the same nutrition. Everything's as even playing field as you can get. A, 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 like, let's, you know, what we see at Kona today, and you grab the best that, that ever have done it, line them up. How would they do against each other? Um, to me, I just that that's fascinating. Um, the theories. I, I, I love listening. I lo- I, the amount of hours I've spent thinking about this is is quite sad, really. Especially on long bike rides, I'll think about this sort of stuff. Um, but then you start playing around with, you know, who's on this starting list. And you think, well, what about that um, Bevan Doherty? He, you know, he, he came to Ironman with this huge rep that this he's going to just kill it in Ironman. But, you know, he did... He, Put a half a clinic on at Ironman New Zealand was was going to destroy everyone at Kona, but then you know just couldn't get nutrition down right, and he just got frustrated and left the sport. And then you think, well, what happened if Brownley, you know, Alistair Brownley didn't have glass legs and it was actually healthy? Where does he play into it? And then you've got um, the the man with 
the worst luck in the world, Gomez, who be interesting to see where he is at this time next year. Um, what 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 would he have done if if you had put him in the same lineup, and you start playing around with who could beat all these people and you know what could Mark Allen have done or Scott Tinley have done with all the current um, technology and and nutrition and everything else and would 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 we be seeing you know Dave Scott destroying the field or um, and then you, you start thinking well you know Crowey's you, Maybe he, he, he was a bit weaker on the bike, but if he was in today's era, could he have fixed that with more aerodynamics or whatever? Would he have got out with, with the main pack on the swim? Or you say you start ummering and ahhing about everything. Could Chris McCormack win purely because of tactics? Because he was tactically would have to have been one of the best to have ever done it. Um, but could he have beat? No matter what scenario that I run in my head, I can't see anyone beating Jan Frodeno. In he, he he's going to destroy everyone in the swim. He'll set the pace. He'll dictate terms the whole way through. I can't help think. Um, I don't even think the Norwegians um, at this stage could beat Jan in his prime. Um, I I just don't, I don't think yeah they're going to going to I don't think they're going to get out of the water with Jan. I don't think I just think Jan. That, that's my opinion, Jan. And you know, there's argument that yeah, Gustav Eden would um, would have beaten Jan this year. Um, I don't think. I think if Jan was at Kona this year, I don't think the race would have planned out played out the way it did. I think he would have dictated a lot of terms on that swim and on that um, the first part of that bike ride. And I, I don't think you, it would have been a completely different race. Now. I, I, whether he won or not, I, I'm, not, you know, Gustav Eden just looked like he was unstoppable, didn't he? But um, God, yeah, I, I can't help think Jan's the, the absolute best of all time. And if I was going to throw a second in, um, yeah, geez, I, I don't know, maybe Craig Alexander for for Kona, maybe. But then, uh, but then you could just, you know, you could throw throw the but either Norwegian boys in, in and I, I I would be fine with that. Anyway, um, as for females, it only comes down to two females for for my in my opinion when it comes to Ironman. It's either um, Chrissy Wellington or um, Danielle Riff, and I think Danielle wins. It will beat her. And and let me say this: it's probably a good thing those two never race. You know, when when we look when we think about uh, men, that would have been a good race to watch. I can't help think Chrissy Wellington would have half destroyed herself if she raced Danielle, both in their primes. I I just. If any, you know, you hear these people. I'm going to push myself so hard in this race. I'll end up in the hospital if I don't win, and yeah, they'll be carting me off in an ambulance, and I could possibly die. But nothing ever like that ever happens ever. If there was one person that I believe could kill themselves while pushing themselves to an extreme limit during a race, it would probably be Chrissy Wellington, in my opinion. But yeah, I remember, it has nothing to do with your questions here, but I remember my very first, doing my very first Ironman in Ironman Western Australia in 2010. 
Um, I didn't know this at the time during during the race because I was on a death march at the, when it was all happening. But after it, I, I watched um, Kate Bellavarka. She won the race, but as she was, and I and at the time I I, I knew two pro triathletes, um, not not personally, but I knew of them. Um, Luke McKenzie and Guy Crawford. They were the only two pro names I'd ever heard of in, in my life at that time. And both of them I followed on Twitter. And the only reason I followed um, Luke McKenzie was because a guy that I knew brought Luke McKenzie's bike off him. And he kept talking about him. And he just referred to him as Luke, like they were on a first-name basis. And and uh, yeah, and I was thinking, who's Luke? And he just assumed I knew. But and it, after a while, I had to say, Who, who's Luke? And he said, Luke McKenzie. And I'm thinking, who's that? And he, anyway, so he got me onto him, and I started following him on Twitter. And Luke McKenzie at the time um, was, well, I guess they still am, they still are um, good friends with Guy Crawford, and they were, do, they were living with together or something like that at the time. So I started following Guy Crawford because he was funny. And so they were the only two pros I knew, and it, which, which was funny because Guy ended up marrying Kate. And I... Um, remember the it was either I'm pretty sure it was the day after I was watching I got told about it after the race but I was watching the day after Kate crossing the crossing the finishing line first and she she fell and she crawled her way across the finishing line and I remember thinking and I remember watching it thinking my god how tough is this woman because I knew you've got to keep in mind at this time this is my first time and it was a bucket list race i was never to do another one ever again never to do another triathlon again really before before the race um it was supposed to be a one and done i averaged six hours of training a week in the lead up to this so i took it did not take it serious whatsoever i had a a pretty busy company that that i was taking up all my time and and then I see the next day this woman you crawling across the line. I was thinking, my God, this is the toughest woman on earth. <laughs> how how, do, how can you know she's just eating it? And I, I remember just and then I followed followed her. So she was um, yeah, it was just such a, an eye opening experience watching her crawl across the finishing line. But if you haven't watched that, it was bloody good good videoing. Um, I'm sure it's on YouTube somewhere, but anyway, I'm I'm just gibbering here. But yeah, Jan and Danielle's my my two-time favourite, and across all distances, I just I haven't got enough um, education for, of the sport to to give that name. Anyway. If you guys have any questions, jump on through to the website trainsmooth.com. Until next episode, which will be episode six hundred. Hooray.